0: This is Everything Film with Film Robot on BNN Bloomberg Radio in Vancouver. Now back to your hosts, Joe Leary and Patrick Shelton. BNN Bloomberg Radio, 1410 AM, also at 103.5 FM HD3. Everything Film, our special one-year celebratory program. All award-winning actors on the show. Crystal Belint joins us. I'm going to get right up front. Does the term actor uh, apply to generic acting people? Mm -hmm. Or do we still have actors and actresses?
1: That's an excellent question. Um, I am a believer. uh, For me, it doesn't affect me either way. I will happily respond to actress. I will also happily respond to actor. I, I don't know what the the norm is and I don't know what like the general sort of sense is and so I can't I wouldn't want to speak on everyone's behalf but I think if you use the term actor that's what we all do whether mm-hmm. you're a woman or a man or a, a, pres- a woman presenting or a male presenting presenting you are an actor you are a person who is acting so I think I mean I think you can safely say either but I will happily respond to actors do
0: you think you would get consensus among your peers if you had that conversation would that be a would that be a real heated argument somewhere
1: it could. I mean, I, again, I think it depends on the company you're with. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think some people have really strong opinions about it, and I think others were are maybe a less um, focused on that conversation. But I think, I think we're in a time where people have opinions about a lot of things. So I think any conversation is uh, has a road to go toward something that could be explosive <laughs> so i think yeah. this could very well be one of them well you know
2: what you know it's a good question but i sum it up this way there should be three then if there's actress actor there should be actor man or actor him no so actor is everybody
1: i think so, so like I mean so
2: so it's kind of weird if, you, if there was three i would get it
1: mm. i mean i think again i think if you uh, if you can safely say actor <laughs> will probably cover the gamut you know? yeah but actor
0: is. isn't a guy
1: it isn't a guy. It's a right? person who's acting. It's yeah. a thing. Yeah.
0: And acting is so what like that s- person is doing. Exactly. exactly. Yes. yes, yes. Uh, exactly. See, here we go. Here, here we, we go. go. <laughs> we can talk about this one. You okay. unpack it. <laughs> you, you are <laughs> described as having a passion for the arts since childhood. So mm-hmm. what, what was the first thing that ticked the box for you to go, that's what I want to do?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, well, you know, I watched a lot of TV growing up. I'm an only child. I grew up in a small town. I didn't have a ton of things to do. Um, and so I was plopped in front of the television a lot. Um, I'm I mean, I think just movies. I, I watched a lot of movies. I have very fond memories of going down to our local video store on like a Friday night with my mom and picking out a movie. And quite often it was the same movie, like The NeverEnding Story or a certain point The Princess Bride or things like that. So um, I think I just got caught up in the world of storytelling very early on. And I really um, just enjoyed sort of the fantasy of the whole thing. I, I have very fond memories of being in my childhood bedroom like dressing up in my mom's clothes and like pretending i was having parties with my friends or her friends or so i was like make-believing all the time as a kid and i think that that sort of went right in along with the film and television industry and then i started to just get into all of those things in high school and junior high school and i started taking part in local theater groups and so it just it started really young and then it just sort of fostered so as, as, as you, you move on.
2: as you're moving along like mm-hmm. like i always say this like i like um you haven't had your big break yet, let's say, but mm-hmm. let's say what was your break where it just it just kind of like now I'm in. I'm in. The, I'm in with the crowd now. Mm. And, and now I'm going like what, what can you pinpoint it to a day in an audition or how you just kind of cracked into the into the starting lineup?
1: Into this, wow, geez. I mean, into the starting lineup, I don't know that I'm in the lineup. starting lineup. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure I'm there yet. But but know? the thing that kind of got me, I think the thing that secured me as being like, a, a, you know, a, a, what I'll define it as is being a working actor because there was a right. long that's time. That's perfect. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm trying to get at. Yeah. There yeah. was a long time where I was working what we call, or what I call a Joe job, where I was having to work like my regular job during the day and then I would audition, you know, when yeah, I could. Yeah, and, yeah. and if yeah. I got a job, I'd have to take vacation days and all those things. So the, the time I started being a, a working actor was about, I guess almost nine years ago now and I got a job with the arts club so I got, actually got a theater gig and that's what pulled me out of my job right and so then I was doing full-time theater which was a, a total blessing to do dream girls with the arts club and then that just basically opened the door for me and I realized I didn't want to go back to the Joe job so then I had to start to audition more and and you know the universe actually really just kind of opened it up for me like the roles right. started to come in and I started booking right. and uh, nine years later, I haven't looked back. So I would say that was the definitive moment for you me. You switched over, like, right? Yeah, I'm a and that's the Arts actor. Club,
2: right, in Granville? Here Granville? in Vancouver, yeah. Granville, is it Granville Island, right? Is
1: where, it, where we did the it? show was actually at the Stanley. Oh, on at the Stanley, Street. okay. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, yeah.
0: As a person named Joe, all of my jobs are Joe Jobs. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, there <laughs> you go. So you know. and I, take no, I take no offense to that. We call him Steve Jobs, we yeah, can yeah, call him, well, I, maybe not Steve Jobs, I'm not
1: sure I can say that without like having to pay a royalty to somebody.
0: So, talk about Supergirl. Why is it, the CW must do a ton of work up here
1: oh yeah Uh, like there's so many shows is there a
0: particular reason why this has become CW headquarters
1: I don't know I mean other than the fact that what I want I have to say I have to plug is the fact that we have really tremendous actors and really tremendous crews here in Vancouver I think that we are some of the hardest working crews in the industry um and I think people realize that um I don't know I mean we have an incredible landscape here in BC,
0: it's funny you should mention that because I remember doing an interview with John Schneider years uh-huh. ago when Smallville was, was being shot here, mm-hmm. and he was saying like Abbotsford passes for uh, the Kansas. Yeah, uh, it's like you've got every kind of topography and geography right here. But I mean, in terms of the CW, it's um, obviously they must be uh, they must love the crews up here. Mm-hmm. The Canadian dollar probably doesn't hurt, but yeah. that's not that's not the, the ideal reason. Uh, the re- ideal reason is they've got quality people uh-huh. and they've got topography that you just can't beat.
1: I think so. I mean, like you drive in any direction, an hour in any direction. You you get completely different sure. landscape. Um, you know, we have gr- there's great studios up here too. Um, there's a lot of space up here, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a perfect storm for just wanting to do more. Mm-hmm. And you've
2: done you've done work on Riverdale as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And we had Jordan Connor here the other day. By the way. Oh, cool! So he was on our last show. And so you probably have worked with him or alongside of him? or um, Maybe,
1: yeah. yeah. it's It was a very short little stint that I did on Riverdale, so it's okay. possible we cross paths. But okay, yeah.
2: and Supergirl. So, like, maybe, wh- what did you play on Supergirl? I
1: Supergirl, I played the Secretary of State, oh, uh, which yes. was very prestigious. I got to wear a lot of suits. Um, and it was a lot of fun, actually. You know, going in for their final season, which, you know, we were saying earlier, it feels like, it feels like they've been sort of teasing the final season for quite a long time, but actually being on the ground for those few last few episodes was really exciting. And and they're a tremendous group of people um, right from the top of the cast, all the way down to the, you know, to the, the, you know, Bottom parts wow. of the crew. Did you find
2: yourself in an action
1: sequence where you were I getting did. Attacked? Were there, I get were there, attacked? I didn't get attacked. I didn't get attacked, but like, I got to like to get out of. Up. I got to get out of like a humvee and like show up and pull a gun and do oh, all those fun things. That's yeah, great. I didn't that's do great. any like fun sci-fi stuff, but yeah. I did get to hang with them a lot, and it was a lot of fun to be on their set.
0: I was talking to uh, an unnamed actor recently and um, they were saying that the difference in the production, like, you know, you're on, it really comes down to craft services. Okay. Mm. <laughs> what, what kind of food they're feeding you. What, uh, what have you enjoyed on set?
1: Oh, you know, well, first of all, I have to, I have to draw attention to the fact that I miss the old days of crafty when you could just like saunter into craft service, grab, tent and like grab and whatever <laughs> you want. <laughs> Maybe grab a couple of donuts, no sure. one's looking, it doesn't yeah. matter. You yeah. take them back to your trailer. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, now you got to go up, you know, and you have to like, order it from someone so there's like a lot more judgment and you have to like really think it through and you feel like pressure because everyone's waiting behind you and it's like it's stressful now but I think I mean I just I'm such a sucker for free food I'm not <laughs> gonna lie if I can go anywhere and get free food I'm just I'm like over the moon so we,
0: we all kind of relate to that experience <laughs> um, so I want to ask what it takes to be a steadily working actor as you are Does it take just jumping at everything that's thrown your way, or are you pretty choosy about the material that you pursue?
1: You know, listen again. I think everybody's got their own path. I know actors who are, you know, working actors who've been working for decades, and they will literally do anything. They will do everything and anything. They'll do things that are low budget, who with first-time directors or student directors, and they'll do right up to big budget things where they have to fly across the country to work on them. So. that's a path for them and then I also know people who are a bit more choosy they choose not to work on the smaller things they choose to keep their schedules open for other things or they want to be uh, seen in a certain light I mean I think everybody's just unique and I think everybody does what they've got to do um, you know it's, it's a tough industry so you kind of have to take what you can get and and being, flexi- being
2: flexible probably being right? flexible is huge like you get this like you can probably play lots of like different roles different people different mm. characters mm. like you know multi-dimensional right and mm-hmm. like, like do you get that a
1: lot? um yeah i mean i think that um i think that i uh, i try to be as multi-dimensional like as could you, can you play be.
2: spanish for example you i know don't what I mean? know like, i don't you know, know. Like, i've like, never been go? asked you look spanish right you could be
1: well see this is a tricky thing yeah. because yeah. i am a firm believer in those people should be playing what they who they are. And I, I have a tough thing to some extent where if someone had seen me and think, thinks I can pass for Spanish, I'm not sure it'd be comfortable playing that role. Um, you okay. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, 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 I yeah. feel like there's probably an, an actor or actress in the city who could carry that weight, who could <coughs> play that role, who could give life to that character in, in a Spanish. more appropriate way <laughs> yeah, than yeah, I yeah, could. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Just like I wouldn't want someone who maybe looks like me play, playing, you know, it would feel weird. So, um, I have been, you know, mischaracterized uh, or I guess one of these like, y- you know, my ethnicity has been a question in the past. But I just think that if the story can be told by someone who who has a knowledge of that that character's experience, then I would much rather want to see that person do it.
0: Crystal Blint is mm-hmm. our guest. This is the one year anniversary of Everything Film by Film Robot, and uh, we're, of course, recording from the Shark Club in downtown Vancouver. What's The Midnight Club?
1: Okay, so The Midnight Club is uh, another Mike Flanagan project. Uh, Mike Flanagan, who has um, kind of garnered this massive amount of attention to his work over the last, I would say, three or four years. Um, And he does a lot of work for Netflix. The Midnight Club is a project that he sort of adapted. uh, He took Christopher Pike novels. Christopher Pike is an author from the, I want to say, late 80s into the 90s YA novels, uh, mostly horror and kind of thriller novels. Um, he's, He's taken some of his novels particularly the midnight club (coughs) and adapted it into a series and so uh they shot it here last summer or this past summer and it should be out next year and it's going to be fantastic there's a lot of really terrific actors in it young actors in it who i think people some people will recognize from previous flanagan works and then others that are just doing this like their first gig and they're fantastic so well the midnight
2: midnight mass is getting a big following Mm -hmm right and what is that is that netflix or where is that right now yes so midnight mass is also on on netflix Netflix, you can watch it
1: currently now on netflix and it came out in the fall in september um and it's i worked on that last year with mike flanagan and Mm -hmm. um intrepid pictures uh and it was tremendous it just was an incredible experience and people are really responding to it which is Really fun and can
0: really you, excellent. Can you mention the name Mike Flanagan anymore in the show? I interview? probably <laughs> could. I could talk
1: all day long about Mike Flanagan <laughs> because he seriously is so fantastic and I've had such a, uh, I've been really honored to be able to work with him. He's a really, really tremendous uh, filmmaker.
0: Now, when you came down to the Shark Club today with our publicist Leslie Diana, shout out to Leslie Diana shout and the promotion out. people. Did I hear you correctly? This is the first interview you've done? Or the first interview you've done in a while?
1: This is the first in person interview. In person interview. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to yeah, say. I've wow, would be so
0: honored if this was the very first <laughs> time you've ever. Granted Actually. access to yourself. This would be great.
1: <laughs> no, I've done. I've, I've been luckily enough. I've been doing some some interviews, you know, for mass and things like that. Midnight mass via Zoom and on the phone and things like that. But this is the first in person one, so it's yeah, a little bit great. like new. Well, it's we're really honored. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We are honored. <laughs> So
0: uh, what uh, what are the plans for the uh, the new year? Do you have anything uh, booked that's uh, going to blow people's minds?
1: I do. I can't talk about it, but not, I do have some. <laughs> I do have some fun. Oh, <laughs> well, we exciting have to have you back to talk. Like about you'll it have it, to though. bring me back next year. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you do have some cool stuff in the uh, in the pipeline. I do.
1: Yeah, I have some really fun stuff that I'm looking forward to. That's going to um, I think challenge me a lot, which will be which is always exciting as an actor to sort of get to play a role that you've never done before and and jump in.
0: You mentioned that this was a childhood passion. You spent a lot of time as an only child watching TV and mm-hmm. movies. What was the, who did you want to be at one point in your life early on?
1: Oh gosh. Um, I sing as well. So when I was like probably Twelve or thirteen, I think Brandy was like a huge big Mm -hmm. deal. The singer Brandy, I wanted so badly (laughs) to be Brandy. Her braids were so beautiful, and I want she was like discovered at fourteen or something. And I thought, like at like twelve, I was like, okay, I've got two years to really work it out. And if I get if I work really hard, maybe at fourteen, someone will discover me in small town Canmore, Alberta. I'll be like (laughs) sitting (laughs) sitting at the corner store, and someone will see me. It didn't work, but so
0: Brandy was the role. Brandy
1: was the model at that. point that I wanted but you know it's it changes from as I get older and as I've kind of grown through the industry there's people that I want to work with and that I want to be like or that I want to emulate a careers that I'm like oh god if I could just have like Funny one of those that, opportunities
2: my role model is that. she really? I, was gonna, I could I see, was that. Yeah, I could as see a, that as a child. <laughs> I wanted to be
0: Brandy as well. I, I don't well, know why that's one of we, those things that we do. Well, but you've you've certainly raised the bar beyond Brandy ish because I don't know if Brandy has the repertoire that you have and the range that you have, but I don't uh, know quite the accomplishment. Thank you. Well, Crystal Belint, it was an absolute pleasure to meet you. Pardon my uh, I was having a bit of a coughing spell there, so you managed to <laughs> hold all through it well. I apologize no for that, no problem. But um, we have to have you back in 2022 because mm-hmm. I'm curious to know what's uh, what's going on in the uh, in the life there yeah
2: thanks yes. for being here
1: yeah thank you for having me guys. guys it it's a lot of fun cheers cheers